Good evening and welcome to the Dave the Mystic Show. This is episode number 489 with personal growth leader, author, and teacher, Mabel Kotz. This is 92120 uh, from Littleton, Colorado. A few announcements. Uh, the Body, Mind, Spirit Fair in Denver has been moved to both in date and location this month. Uh, the fair is going to be this Friday, September 25th through Sunday, September 27th. It will be held at the Crown Plaza Denver Airport Convention Center, 15,500 East 40th Avenue. It is very close to where I-225 joins I-70. It's just right off of Chambers Road. All of the COVID protections will be in place. It will be a safe environment. I'll be a reader there in booth 14 in the Earth Room. They have earth, air, fire, and water. And full details are at www.bmse, like body, mind, spirit, bmse.net. If you've registered with Block Talk Radio, you can join in the chat. I have the window open. And please consider signing up for show announcements through my website at www.davethemystic.com. Our guest tonight is Mabel Katz, born in Argentina. Mabel moved to Los Angeles in 1983 where she became a successful accountant, business consultant, and tax advisor. Despite having the American dream, husband, two children, a great home, and a highly prosperous career, Mabel wasn't happy. Discovering Ho'oponopono allowed her to strip away the should and the worries and trust that there was something more for her. Before long, she left her marriage and her business behind to travel the world, helping others to find their easy way to peace happiness, and abundance through zero frequency. The result is the extraordinary impact she has had. Deeply embedded in her book, Zero Frequency, the easiest way to peace, happiness, and abundance is Ho'oponopono, the ancient Hawaiian art of problem solving, in which Mabel has been an acknowledged leader for the past 15 years, carrying on the mantle of master teacher Dr. Hulan when he retired. And while it is the core, it is only one of many tools that Mabel has incorporated into a simple system that continues to clear the path for perceiving that universal direction and living by it. A path for being at peace no matter what is going on around you. And wouldn't we all like that? Her work has naturally led Mabel from the micro world of inner peace to the macro world of world peace. Mabel was honored as a peace ambassador for her World Peace Initiative, Peace Within is World Peace, which was launched at the United Nations in Vienna. On January 1st, 2015, she was awarded the prestigious Public Peace Prize. She has spoken in front of national senates and other influential government bodies and has presented at the United Nations as well as addressed multicultural audiences, including those of diverse ethnicities in the Middle East. Mabel has expanded her peace work to teaching children, including special needs children, and their parents, as well as men and women currently in prison. Welcome, Mabel. Thank you for being on the show. Wow, that was a long introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, David. Well, you, you've done so many wonderful things. We had to get it all in. This is great. Thank you. So, Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about your background. How did you shift from being an accountant and being in the 9-to-5 the world or 9-to-midnight or nine to midnight world uh, over into this? What, what was the trigger? Well, actually, you read it already. Uh, I was not happy. You know, I was looking for happiness in the wrong places, thinking houses, cars, the husband, the kids, the titles. I had a 
old and I was not happy. So one day my oldest son talked to me angry as I used to talk to him and I woke up and I made the decision of um, <clears throat> looking, start looking, you know, changing, doing something. I said, Mabel, you have to do something. So um, everything started coming, David, actually. Uh, it's not like it was really hard. Um, a, a lot of, you know, friends that saw that I was in my search gave me metaphysical books to read. Um, suddenly I went to a, an anger class that was done by a metaphysical teacher, and he invited us to sign up for group courses that he had at home. And then I realized he was talking about the things that, you know, I was reading in the metaphysical books. And then uh, in Los Angeles, there was this amazing psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Wilcock. I will never for, uh, forget him. Uh, he died, unfortunately, um, many, many years ago. But I remember going to a class of him, and he made us do an exercise where he was guiding us like our bodies were uh, burning. Yeah, from our toes to, you know, going up. And, and when we got to our, um, our hair, let's say, uh, he said, do you realize you are still there? And that was also like a realization, yes, that we are not this body, that we are not as limited. Um, I went to a yoga class, and the teacher made us do a, a visualization at the end, and whatever I visualized, I would manifest the same day. And I thought, it could be that we are so powerful, <laughs> you know, that whatever we can imagine. <laughs> so that was a revelation because I, I was very close-minded. I, I was not a believer at all. I didn't believe in anything I couldn't see and touch. And uh, also perfectionist, you know, because of my Virgo. Um, and so, you know, this was a completely 180 degrees change, but I felt uh, happy for the first time in my life. Actually, I was in another interview today, and I was sharing that um, I, used, I was working at a CPA office, and because I was getting divorced due to, you know, all my change and everything, and one of the partners, one of my bosses said, Mabel, don't you think this could be middle midlife crisis? And I look at him and I said, "This is." I said, "This is midlife crisis." I said, "I love it. <laughs> I am happy for the first time in my life. I love midlife crisis." <clears throat> so that's kind of my my story. So, how did you get connected to the Ho'oponopono? Well, I started doing a lot of things, you know, like everybody in the search. I was interested in everything. You know, I didn't have enough weekends to go to all the seminars that I was interested. <laughs> and, one, and one of the things that got my attention was rebirthing. So, and I got very, very involved. I don't know if you know, uh, rebirthing is like a, this conscious uh, breathing technique. And um, I got so involved uh, with rebirthing. It really helped me a lot. And, actually, and I actually uh, found Ho'oponopono through rebirthing. What I noticed in rebirthing, it was, even though that it was very helpful, I noticed that there was a lot of drama. 
you know, we we would go for, you know, four days retreats, weeks retreats, you know, whatever. And most of the time he was listening to stories, you know, people telling stories, crying, you know, and, and finding somebody to blame for their problems. So I thought <laughs> there has yeah, so I thought there has to be an easier and faster way. I didn't buy into having to relieve or to find, you know, again, who to blame to to be free. And um, and Ho'oponopono showed up. We used to do some things during the rebirthing trainings because Sandra Ray, one of the founders um, of rebirthing, she had met Mona Simeona, that was Dr. Ihaliakala Hulen's teacher. So um, she used to introduce us a little bit to the Ho'oponopono work, but still didn't ring, you know, my bell. But I was in um, in a train in a rebirthing training in Mount Shasta in Northern California, and the person that organized for Dr. Ihaliakala came. Uh, as one of the leaders of that training, I was an assistant in that, and uh, we, you know, we got close together. She started telling us about Ho'oponopono and everything. She invited us to come to Omaha, Nebraska, and I actually decided to take uh, uh, the invitation. I mean, I went to Omaha, Nebraska. Actually, she was inviting me as an assistant for her rebirthing training, and Suddenly, you know, I call and I said, you know, I'm going to come to the Ho'oponopono training. And she says, but you have to pay for that one. <laughs> you know, the other ones I was coming for free <laughs> because I was coming to assist, yes? And uh, I said, okay, okay, I'll pay for it. <laughs> I, I was planning to pay for it. So that's when I met uh, Dr. Hulen in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, July of 1997. Wonderful, wonderful. So... Um where did it go from there? So you met him there. You took the the seminar or the class, and then yes. uh, you continued. Well, what happened is I invited him to come to LA because at that uh-huh. time, um, you know, my entrepreneurial mind. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I remember I come from the business world. Yes. So what uh-huh. happened is whatever helped me, I would start organizing events. You know, I would tell people, well, I know people, how many people do you need I can organize, you know. So I started organizing events, and when I took actually the training in Omaha, Nebraska, I told Dr. Hulen if he wanted to come to L.A., I would organize for him. So since, uh-huh. you know, we, he started coming to L.A., uh, we did uh, other cities here in California with him. I took him to Argentina. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and it's a long story. You know, I always did this as a hobby and like a second, I mean, the weekend thing, yes, because I was an accountant yeah, uh-huh. and I was doing really well. I, did, I, I wasn't planning to change careers. I, I wanted to change my personal, but not, not the, the professional. <laughs> I was doing pretty well, you know, to think that that wasn't working. So, but anyway, I I learned to I I became a believer. I be, I started trusting. You know, I I talk about a lot of letting go and trusting, and uh, allow yourself to be guided. And that's what I practice. You know, and that's what I did. And this is what life took me to a completely you know different career. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, what a great story. Um, so, 
tell us some more about what Ho'oponopono looks like at this point in terms of people's yes. practices. Yes. Well, Ho'oponopono became famous because of uh, Joe Vitale and his book, uh, Zero Limits. So uh, uh-huh. everybody knows Ho'oponopono by the four phrases. Uh, I'm sorry, yes. please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. But to be honest with you, the thank you and the I love you, Dr. Hulen got them to replace what is really Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono is about taking 100% responsibility. What is it in me that this is happening? Yeah. So when you take 100% responsibility, you can actually set yourself free. You, are, you regain your power. Uh, so that and that you are 100% responsible doesn't mean you are guilty. You are responsible mm-hmm. for the programs that are playing in your subconscious mind that show up, you know, at problems in your life. Um, so one day, Dr. Ijaliakala, uh, her divinity said, just tell them to say thank you. I know what they mean. So, like, we didn't have to really say, okay, I'm taking responsibility. I'm sorry. Please forgive me for whatever is in me. So the thank you, the I love you, and many other uh, tools that we have that came to Dr. Ijaliakala um, replace. And, and also, I have to tell you, when I learned Ho'oponopono, um, we didn't even say, I'm, I'm sorry, please forgive me. We used to say, uh, repeat a, a very long phrase. Uh, still, we had to do this 24 hours, and I can explain. But uh, actually, mentally, we had to repeat 200 million, 100,000 pillars of a piece of fire on myself, my family, relatives, and ancestors. And then we would make uh, a mental list of things that would come into our mind that we wanted to work with. And then when you would go blank, you had to start all over again. 200 million, 100,000 pillars of a piece of pie, and myself, my family, relatives, and cetera, and make another leap. And that was like 24 hours a day. So suddenly imagine when Ijaliakala got the very first um, tool that he gets uh, that is easy, that it was dewdrop. And uh, we were all like, what? He said only we have to say dewdrop? We couldn't believe it you know, after repeating all that. And the same thing that we, we stopped doing, making lists because we realized God already knew all our problems. We didn't have to write or think of any list or any problems. We just needed to let go, to find ways to, to be connected, you know, to be in balance, to allow God to mm-hmm. transmute. So uh, the hope the on is being changing. A lot of people continue, and, and I always say, if you have the four phrases already, you know, incorporated, they are natural in you, you should be doing it because it works. Mm-hmm. Anything that will bring you back to present, you know, that it will make you not to think, not to worry, uh, you know, it, it will help. Everything that will allow you to let go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you one of my experiences with it, you know, listeners might be interested, so... Um, from uh, 2001 to 2010, I taught as an adjunct professor at one of the for-profit schools here after I'd gotten my master's degree in computer science with them. And I'd been teaching with them five or six years. And suddenly they brought in a new guy who's going to be like the uh, the, the faculty head. And he, he was uh, frankly just a goofball. I, I could tell that 
I was going to chafe with him. Other people were going to chafe with him. It, it was just oil and water. And we were forced on our own nickel, being adjunct professors, to go to these things where they'd give us a, a cheap fried chicken dinner, and then we have to sit there for three hours and listen to the standards that this guy wanted to propose. And uh, hmm. I'd already been through one of these with him, and I thought, oh, no, I have to go to another one. And um, that afternoon uh, before I went, I just started going through the, the four phrases. And uh, I was sitting at a restaurant just uh, cooling my heels before I had to go to the school and uh, just going through them and focusing on this guy and going through them. And I get to the class, and he shows up about, 10 or 15 minutes late, and he apologizes, and he said, well, folks, uh, this is probably going to be pretty short because I just found out this morning that they're promoting me to be campus chair for the Kansas City mm -hmm. campus, and I have to pack my car tomorrow morning and drive to Kansas City, and so somebody else is going to be taking this over, so good luck. And he was gone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, you know what I tell people, David? You cannot do it with expectations. You, because you don't know what is right. But things like this happen, mm -hmm. and many other things, you know. I can tell you a lot of stories, but the thing is you cannot do it with expectations because, again, you don't know what is right, yes? But, mm -hmm. uh, but things mm -hmm. like this could happen, you know, that su suddenly something gets resolved in ways you couldn't have done it, you know, you couldn't have planned uh -huh. it. <laughs> you could have, uh, couldn't have uh, thought of, you know, uh, uh, of things of the solution. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful. Well, you talk in your book, your book is State of Zero. Uh, tell us more about what State of Zero is. Yeah, so for me, he's, well, first, for me, it would be very, very important that we all do what we love, that we trust ourselves, yes, that we listen more mm -hmm. to our hearts than our minds. So, for example, when you do what you love, you are at zero. Okay, you, uh, definitely mm -hmm. you're happy, you have all the resources, etc. So it's very important that we realize that we are not our thoughts, that we are not our beliefs, that we are not the problems, so that we don't identify, we don't buy those things, yes? So that you can mm -hmm. put some distance somehow, that you can become the observer, that is your real identity, yes? The observer, the part of you that came to live the experience. So um, zero frequency is being the observer. Zero frequency is the idea of that you can be at peace no matter what is going on around you. And like I said before, when, when I realized I was the, the responsible, you know what I told myself? I said, wait a minute, if I'm responsible, that means I created it. Oh, that means I can change it. <laughs> yes, because otherwise, you know, blaming, complaining, and all that stuff doesn't work. When you start working mm -hmm. on yourself, when you change, everything changes. So zero frequency allows you to observe and not to engage as much, not to react as much. Things that you can do that, uh, again, that will bring you to present. Zero frequency is about to be present, being balanced, connected with divinity the way you understand it. I started believing in God when things like you mentioned uh, happened to me in my life because I let go and trust, and things got resolved in ways that I couldn't, you know, imagine or plan. And um, mm -hmm. and so for me, God is a part of me. God is a uh, is that part of me that created me, that knows me better than anybody else, that can resolve all my problems. 
So how could you be in that connection? It's like people that meditate, yes? So the mm -hmm. idea of, of zero frequency is how you can be in that med meditative, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, state all the time. Yes, where you can observe yes. thoughts, uh -huh. where you can observe problems, but you don't identify with them, and you know you are not that. Yes? Mm -hmm. So, um, yes. again, kind of being at peace no matter what. And, you know, zero frequency is like the river, you know? You, are, you allow the river to take you. There will be rocks, but you go around them. In life, we want the rock to move. You know, we discuss with the rock. You know, uh, and, and things like that. We have to to go around. We have to again uh, uh, let go of being right to have the last word. We have to choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice, and you decide. Mm -hmm. you know, yes, what makes you happy, or what, what doesn't make you happy, and and um, and and again, when you realize it's all up to you. Is what I call the easiest way. You know, my previous books are called the easiest way mm -hmm. because I always say that I found it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> it's not that it's so, easy to practice, but when you practice, there is not easier than this. Mm -hmm. Well, this this reminds me of you know sort of overlaps with other systems like. Uh, a course in miracles where you know there there's no ranking of difficulty of miracles and um you know I, I use some of that uh to talk to people and also the idea that uh there's only love and everything else and yeah. uh you know those two principles uh fit in very nicely with this and as you talk to people about manifesting their lives uh you're talking to them about how do they create an expectation without essentially defining the solution? How, how do you let go and let God, so to speak? Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, I'm in financial trouble, and I sure could use a lot of money. Well, some people focus on, oh, man, the only way I'm going to get ahead is if I go buy a lottery ticket and suddenly I, I win big. And it's like, no, there's, there's 500 different ways that money could show up to help you and if you try to box it in and say uh, it's only through a lottery ticket, you know that's the only way I can see, then yes. uh, you may have a hard life. Uh, yes. Versus somebody who says, uh, you know, I I need five hundred dollars by this by this uh, weekend. You know, it's a very defined amount. It's a reasonable amount, and I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to see what shows up, and. Uh, they're open to how it shows up. They could find an yes. envelope of cash. They they could have a uh, a relative suddenly call up and just say, "I thought you might be able to use five hundred dollars for something." You know, who knows? Uh, yeah. And you know, get I, rid of I that do expectation believe. of how it manifests. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally believe in that. I always tell people, you have to trust. It's gonna come when you need it. You never know where it's where it's coming from. But if you are mm -hmm. close-minded, once I read that wanted to win the lottery is poverty consciousness, <laughs> you know, because somehow yes, uh -huh. you feel you cannot make it, you cannot do it, you know, that's the only way you can resolve your problem. No, you can. The thing is you have mm -hmm. to trust. You know, the trusting part is very important. You know, so Ko'oponobon is about, you know, tools to let go, yes, but you have to trust. You know, you have to know you are not alone. You have to know that every no, every time you let go, there is a part of you that will take care of the problem. 
Yeah, and it's the part mm-hmm. of you that really knows and, and has the solution to your problems. How do you see any difference uh, other than uh, maybe terminology on uh, the state of zero versus synchronicity happening? I think when you are at zero, what I call well the zero frequency, I think that everything starts coming. It's incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for example, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Um, sure, sure. First, of, first of all, this is. I don't have a title to do. Yes, what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, when I re, when I realized that I was formally going to be a teacher, I told Doctor Ihaliakala. I, I said I'm going to go and take classes. You know, I don't know anything about public speaking. And he said, No, all you have to be is yourself. That will take all your naturality. You know, and and that was the best advice I ever. God in this lifetime. I all I need is to, you know, to be myself. That's why it doesn't matter how many people are there in the audience because I I just know I have to be myself. That's easy. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not looking for acceptance. I'm not looking for approval. I'm just offering myself from my heart. This is what I have to offer. Yes. You take it or leave it. You know. Um, so that killed me a, a lot. Yes, because most of the time we are trying to be somebody that we are not or pleasing others, yes, or looking for approval outside of ourselves. Um, I was leaving my career as an accountant slowly but surely because of time. Yes, I couldn't, you know, do everything because this started taking, you know, more uh, uh, time and effort and etc. In November of 2008, I decided to let go of my career to, uh, completely. Yes, so I didn't have any more secure income, okay, coming. Um, well, let's go back. Um, I, because of Ho'oponopono, I started my own practice. What it was totally ridiculous because I was going through a divorce. I had to really take care of myself, you know, like myself. And uh, mm-hmm. suddenly I decided to, to start my own practice. The clients used to call me at that time. There was not emails. Okay, the uh, clients started calling me. That somebody gave them my name and number, and they told them I could help them because they were go- going to be audited by the IRS here, and uh, mm-hmm. they needed somebody to represent them. I cannot tell you, David, by practicing this, the results that I got for my clients. I couldn't even believe it. You know, these auditors believe anything I told them. It's not like I lied. But to give you an example, there was one that I had to represent that he didn't have any receipts for their deductions. And and I told the auditor, I said, look, for that kind of income, he had to have expenses. And if you look at the expenses, are reasonable. And the lady thought for a minute or less, <laughs> and she said, yeah, they are reasonable. I mean, I mean, those kind of things that that you cannot believe. Um, there mm-hmm. was one that I was representing. It wasn't actually my client. It was the CPA client. They realized that I was very good with audits, so they 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 would give me their clients. I wasn't working for them anymore, but they would uh, ask me, you know, to represent their clients. And there was one that actually looked like fraud. 
yes, because she made a lot of money in real estate. She didn't pay anything on taxes. And, she, mm. and, and the partner uh, says to the client, he says, you know, we know you're, you will have to pay, pay a fraud penalties, and those are very high. He says, but that yeah. depends on the relationship that Mabel creates with the auditor. You know, David, the Mabel before, <laughs> I wouldn't have slept, you know, all night thinking, because that depending on me, you know, I have to do a good mm-hmm. job. When I heard that, I really smiled. It's this time, you know, and I said, oh, it depends on me. All right. And you know what it made a difference? That I would go to this audit and I just, we call it cleaning in Ho'oponopono. I would just repeat, mm-hmm. you know, thank you, I love you, whatever came, you know, into my, my uh, yeah. mind and keep my mouth shut. So, you know, by the end, this lady, you know, this auditor was, wasn't the easiest one, but I... Uh, uh, they, uh, we met for the second time, and she was a completely different person. At the end, she shows me the adjustment that she wants to do to the tax return. The first thing I go is to look at the penal the penalties box. Yes, how much how much yeah. penalty? And it says zero, no penalties. So that's not because I was a good accountant. That was because I allowed God. You understand what I mean? I would mm-hmm. come to the audit with God and say, God, you go first. <laughs> you know, you speak. And and uh, this thing really, really worked. So um, no, November 2008, I let go of my practice. And in uh, 2009, um, I was counting with some income, and I had already a lot of employees. So I needed, you know, to create a certain amount of money. But an income that I, I had disappeared. And yeah, first I was like, sure, I felt fear, sure, I felt anxiety. I said, how am I going to, you know, uh, have all these employees all by myself, a new career? And and immediately I had another thought. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I said, oh, because my logical mind said, oh, you will have to go back to preparing taxes, (laughs) you know. Uh, and that was logical, and that made sense, yes? But I had another mm-hmm. thought, and I thought, well, God knows why I'm here. He knows how much I need and when. I said, I'm not going to worry. And every time that the fear would come, the anxiety, I would start thinking or something, I would go look up and say, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry, like a little child. You know, since November of 2008, I, I never stopped traveling you know um i mm-hmm. you know every year it was eight nine months of the year traveling with you know speaking engagements um, i sold i am i am a self-published author i sold the rights of this of uh, of my books to almost 20 languages and everything comes by email it's just an invitation by email is the I, we want the copyright of your book by email. Nothing that I could plan. Nothing that I could mm-hmm. visualize. I don't know where these people are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what happened. That's what happened when you're a zero frequency. When, that means you're not worrying. You're trusting. You're letting mm-hmm. go also, uh, you know, of whatever depression or, you know, or whatever emotions. Because... You know, people 
when you tell people about emotions, no, you have to feel. And I say, well, if, if that shows, if that works, if you see results, go and feel your emotions. But you have, we have to realize we are not our emotions. That's, like mm-hmm. we are not our thoughts, we are not our emotions. And that takes you off zero frequency. And, and when you are in, you know, engaging with your emotions, uh, you are not in synchronicity, you are not in the frequency, you are not letting go, and miracles usually don't happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to allow for the miracles to happen in your life. You have to give permission. Hmm. Great. You have to get out of your own way. <laughs> we are <laughs> our worst obstacle in our own way. Well, something else I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the different levels of consciousness, because you, you talk about super conscious, uh, your waking consciousness, and your subconscious, and you talk yes. about the interplay on those. Could you explain that a little bit more? Sure. So basically, life is happening in our subconscious mind. It's like we have a projector, yes? So everything that we see, like you see in the monitor of your computer, so if it's not you know, downloaded in you, it will not show up in the monitor. So basically everything that we call a problem, a difficult person, whatever situation, is just something on the monitor. So what is showing you is the program accumulated in your subconscious mind. And that's where life really is happening. So all these memories could come from past lives, could come from ancestors, and the reason why we came and we chose to come it was to repair, to make amends, you know, to repair, to mm-hmm. uh, to correct. Uh, the word ho'oponopono means how to correct an error. So we are here to correct errors. And you, so that's why everything that comes into our life that we call problems are perfect, <laughs> you know, because there are opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, to correct. Now, in ho'oponopono, we say the subconscious mind is our inner child. Yes? So... Mm-hmm. And, and that the, we say that this conscious mind is like the mother, yes? So it's always this relationship between the mother and child, yes? The intellect and, the, and, and also the emotions, because we say the inner child uh, uh, that is our subconscious mind handles all our physical and our emotional. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we all have... So, oh, okay, so something important about the... Um, the mother or the conscious mind, the intellect, is the part of us that has the free choice. Yes? On the on mm-hmm. the way we got confused, we had to get titles, you know, the more titles you have, the better you are, you know, or more important. Mm-hmm. But m- more education, less, more ignorance. <laughs> okay, somehow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but uh, the intellect has... Uh, is a very important part of us because it's the one that chooses all the time. Do I react or not? Mm-hmm. Do I let go or not? Do I trust or not? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And we all have the superconscious mind that is our. Is we were pre- uh, created perfect. Like I said before, we are not our memories. Yeah. So this is the part mm-hmm. of us that is always connected to the cosmos, to the universe, to God, to the source, whatever you want to call it. And, and it's, it never um, <clears throat> interferes 
with this relationship between the conscious and the subconscious because he knows it's part of the learning, yes? It's, it's part of mm-hmm. why we came here. <clears throat> the same, like I said before, we have to ask for help. The help otherwise cannot come. You have to allow it. So because of our free choice, like God doesn't invade our privacy. Yeah, we have to give permission. So Ho'oponopono mm-hmm. is a way of asking for help, is a way of allowing the help to come. Okay. That helps a lot. Now let's jump to another area that you talk about quite a bit is forgiveness. Uh, I'm very yes. keen on forgiveness. I teach a lot of people yes. how to do forgiveness and that it frees them from connections to others where the others don't even remember it. You know, it's it's pulling them down. Exactly, exactly. You know, that was a big one for me. Like, <clears throat> big things that I realize is whatever I think of myself is important or what other people think. That That's also set me free big time. And the forgiveness was another one. When I realized that if I didn't forgive, um, the, I was hurting myself. So I, I always tell mm-hmm. people, it gets, it has, you have to get to a point in your life that you said, I'm not going to hurt myself anymore. And in Ho'oponopono, mm-hmm. the part of the forgiveness is totally an inner work. We are not talking about calling anybody, writing any letters. I mean, you can if you want, but the idea is you work on yourself. You work on your reaction. You, we always say the problem is not the problem. It's our reaction to the problem that is the problem mm-hmm. so um, we work on our reaction and like I said before 100% responsibility will set you free it's not about waiting for something or somebody you know to change outside of yourself mm-hmm. um, not long ago I heard something that I thought it was amazing it says when you don't forgive it's like you are taking poison every day waiting for the other one to die you know, so how many how many people are drinking poison every day, you know, for years and years, two years already, mm-hmm. and he didn't die. <laughs> yes. So, again, you have to love yourself enough that it says, I'm not going to hurt myself anymore. And you let go, and you work on it. But, you know, when you take 100% responsibility also, it's easier, because you realize that there is something there, there is a blessing behind and mm-hmm. and and it's and it's important, and you attracted it for for some reason that you might not know, you might never know, you might not understand, but there was a gift there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so again, it's it's about forgiving ourselves, you know, for whatever we allow to, and and forgiving others only because we love ourselves and we don't want to hurt ourselves anymore. But for me, that was a big one, very big. One. I'm not going mm-hmm. to go there anymore. Oh, wonderful. Well, we uh, we have a caller that I'd like to bring on. Uh, her name is Diana, and uh, I think she has some questions for you. So just a moment. Wonderful. Wonderful. Hi. Thanks, Dave. Uh, You're hello. welcome. Hola. Good evening. <laughs> hello. Good evening. Hola, Mabel. ¿Cómo te va? Hola, ¿te conozco? Also, no, no, I'm also from Argentina, and um, you sound always, like it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 
I'm always in this vein and this uh, frequency that I tune yes. into. Uh, back in 2005, I think, we used to have a program here on cable that was on the Infinito channel owned by Ted yes. Turner. Yes. And they had uh, four spaces, water, fire, earth, and air. Mm. And on the last one, there was a guy from Mexico who talked about Ho'oponopono. So I was really into it. And then I read the Joe Vitale. But what you said tonight is something I didn't know, what it meant to clean it off and that there was more to it. And I was wondering if you teach that, the rest of it, not just the I'm sorry, thank you, I love you, forgive me, yes. but the other things, uh, the yes. 1,000, 1 million and all that. Well, and we don't do, coming. yeah, we don't do that anymore, uh, the oh. 200, <laughs> uh, 200 million, 100,000, but we do, a, we do connection with the inner child, for example, because that's the part of us that uh, really is the one that has to let go, you know, our emotional part. And we do the connection. is the one that is helping us always to do it. It's a very important part of us. Uh, I mean, very important part of us, yes, in the, the Ho'oponopono process, yes. Uh, so I do, I, I ask permission to the, found, the, oh, uh, the foundation of I, Inc., that was Morna's foundation, uh, you know, for the parts that I practice of Ho'oponopono, the, the parts that I uh, share with people are the things that I do, that I see results. And we have a lot of tools. Dr. Ijaliakala, by the time, you know, I, um, um, I, I was with him, uh, I mean, he brought so many tools. One day I said, why so many tools? Why not just the thank you and the I love you? And he said, different tastes. We have tools for all tastes. <laughs> so it's not like That's you have true. to practice them all. You know, you don't have to practice them all, but we have for all tastes. <laughs> Whatever resonates with you. Which one that resonates? <clears throat> Whatever resonates with you. Exactly. Exactly. Of the, yeah. Of exactly. I always, tell, I always tell people, a lot of the people that follow me, they use a lot of I let go and trust because I tell them that for example, when I, when I have situations that, you know, fear or, you know, that you don't know where to run, um, I would go, I let go and trust, 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 and, and things get resolved somehow, or things stop, you know, bothering or, or whatever. Um, the other thing is, like, I, when I mentioned to you about my experience with money, um, a lot of my people also use, I'm not going to worry, I'm not going to worry, I'm not going to worry. And it works. So whatever resonates in that moment that helps you to let go. I always tell people the worst thing we can do when we have a problem is worry or think about it. So you have to relax, you have to let go, you have to breathe, you know. And think somehow it's like you're moving energy, yes, and, and you are allowing for things to come to you. I know you're coming to Miami soon. I'm yes. up in uh, near Miami. I don't know that I can come to see you, but I'm going to try to manifest it. I also okay. wanted to tell you something, but this is in Spanish, and it's really short, Dave. In Spanish, no, re reason, in Spanish, reason is razón. Okay. And heart is co-razón. No te entendí lo último. 
razón y co-razón. Like the co con razón, cuando decimos no, co no, con no, razón. Co-razón, co co el corazón. The heart. Ok, corazón, ok, ok. It's like, like a co-worker, you know, co-razón. It's, the, <laughs> it, it's the, the sibling of reason is co-reason, corazón. Got it. Gracias. Uh, you have to know that we are very intellectual people. <laughs> so for us to go down to the, so for us to trust the heart is major. Okay, what? We yes. are not gonna think. Oh, we are not gonna criticize. We are not gonna judge. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we are the best of the best, and we know. So let me do it. You know, let me think about it. So we uh, are very. Yeah, so we we are overly think, thinkers, yes. So yeah. um, and and right now it is very important with everything we are going through and everything to trust and especially to trust our our hearts and let go of la razón, you know, to be right, to <laughs> have the right. word and everything. Use the coworker, the corazón instead. The corazón, eso. Uh, yes. Well, I, hard math, hard math. Institute had made right. amazing revela amazing revelations about you know how the brain is really in the heart, and the heart knows right. things even before they happen, and and the heart uh, also um, is the one giving the directions to the brains. I know that Edgar Mitchell, who you, who was the astronaut, the astronaut that recently died, who was actually born in Roswell was one of the people involved in the Heart Math Institute. So mm. I have a lot of respect for that. Um, one last thing. When I, when I write you back on your Facebook, I put down Katsita because my last name is the same. At least half of my last name is the same as yours. So if ah. I write you, I say Katsita because, Katsita. you know, Katsita. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I wanted to say hello and I, Thank I listened you. to you. I think Monday last week you were on with Suzanne, but it was such a short interview. But nonetheless, I'm glad Dave has you on because Dave is the best of the best. This is an aerospace engineer. I know he told me. So he told me. I've listened, <laughs> listened to him for about 300, no, about 450 programs this far. <laughs> Good and for it you. Is like, it's like going to school. Good for you. <laughs> That's wonderful. Muchísimas gracias. Muchas A gracias, ti. Mabel. Mucho Muchas gusto. Gracias. Igualmente. Mucho gusto. Thanks, Dave, and I wish you a wonderful year. Your birthday was yesterday, so God bless. Yep. Thank you. Beautiful. You take care. Thank you for, for listening. And good night. Thank you. Good night. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> So we put some Latin uh, Spanish uh, flavor. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, she, she's a faithful listener. She's here about every week, and um, beautiful. So, uh, 
Yeah, it's fun talking to her. Um, a chapter in your book that catches my eye, so I, I'm just putting this out there that if any of the listeners uh, could let me know, uh, somebody who, who's a friend sent me some Young Living Oil, and it was gratitude. And uh, the box came, but it doesn't have who ordered it. And so it's I, I would certainly like to thank somebody for sending me gratitude, and I don't know who it is. But that made me notice your chapter uh, in your book on practice gratitude. So yes, uh, yes. can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's a very important thing for people. Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, in, in Ho'oponopono, you don't need to feel grateful. I mean, you do the thank you. It's like a passcode. Uh, mm-hmm. So that God knows you are letting go and allowing but um, as you know, we are energy, yes? You know more than me about that. So the thing is, <clears throat> when, you, when you are grateful, you elevate your frequency, yes? You're in the positive. Mm-hmm. And we attract based on that. That's something very important that we need to realize also, that we are creating our reality because it depends on your thoughts, depends on, uh, on your feelings and things like that. So when you feel grateful, I tell people, and again, this is not Ho'oponopono, but I, I tell people, when you have a problem, you have to think all the things you can be grateful for, you know, either because of that situation mm-hmm. that presented to you or just because other whatever in your life you can be grateful because immediately you change your frequency. Immediately you go into the positive, and then you have more possibilities of attracting better things, yes, or what you want in your life. So that's a little bit of the idea. Uh, so definitely I, I encourage people always, you know, to think about all the things, even mentally, uh, of all the things they can be grateful for, because it changes your energy, and that's what it's all about. So, yeah, definitely I, I, I talk about practice peace and practice abundance and practice uh, gratitude. Um, I have to tell you, this was a book that I was trying to write for 10 years because I've been doing zero-frequency trainings for 10 years. Um, and I always had obstacles, you know, to, to write it or to find the right editor, a lot of things. I have a lot of stories. And um, the last editor finished the manuscript. She was going to take two months. It took one year. And the book was ready uh, July of 2019, but it was not published till July of 2020. And now that I'm recording the book, because I'm doing the audio book, I cannot even believe mm-hmm. the things that I put in the book. And I realized that was a book <laughs> for the pandemic. It wasn't a book for 2019, not 2018. It wasn't. And I was there fighting, you know, how come, you know, the universe is, is, is conspiring against, you know, this book? How come? Yeah? Mm-hmm. But this book is, is exactly for these times. And, um, for example, I even mentioned the word pandemic in the book. And, and mm-hmm. I talk about a pandemic of peace and, and love and how that can heal. So I talk about healing. I talk about changing humanity. I talk about homeschooling. I <laughs> mean... I, uh, I mean, I couldn't believe it myself because I wrote this book a long, long time ago. 
So um, it, it is about practicing everything that we have not practicing usually. But I think this mm-hmm. is the right time, yes, to do it. This is the right time to change. This is about the right time to open your mind, uh, to start thinking differently, uh, and to open, being open to all the possibilities. Absolutely. Because, you know, it, it, this will never be, this world will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many people who... Um, they just view 2020 as a lost year, not as a year of opportunities. They they aren't looking mm-hmm. for a, how they can learn, how they can grow, um, how they can profit from this. Uh, and I'm not just talking about material things. I think there's a lot of financial opportunities there to uh, make a profit from helping other people feel better about this. But also uh, looking at the the angst and the protests out there and uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter issue and how they're going to process all of that. Uh, lots of opportunities to practice these principles. Yes, yes, definitely. This is the time really to stay home and connect with yourself, you know, find out who you really are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and do your inner work. This is This is the time. You know, sometimes I, I feel that if all my traveling, you know, before all these years, uh, I mean, I was kind of uh, sewing, you know, somehow for for these times. You know, it was like uh-huh. a preparation for these times that nobody yeah. could imagine, yes? I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, because I listen sometimes to the videos, you know, from trainings and everything. Look, you know, big things are going to come. We have to prepare and everything. But, I mean, intellectually, I didn't even know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Never imagine. Absolutely. I, say, I always say things are going to happen, you know, you have, but ne- I never thought. I mean, intellectually, really, I didn't know <laughs> what I was talking about. Well, yeah. Well, tell us how you're available to, to help people who want to learn more about this. Uh, do you work one-on-one with people now, or do you teach seminars? Uh, how can they get a hold of you and find out? Uh, more how to make that contact. Thank you. Uh, I do have, I, I offer consultations only because some people just insist, but that's not in my heart. I, I like to okay. work with crowds, big crowds. <laughs> uh, for me, my thing is really the seminar. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I just had a miracle, a couple of miracles happened to me, uh, talking about being at zero frequency. One is we were able to go as we go with my children and and my nephews um, to Mexico on vacation. You know, we had this plan because we always go for my birthday every year. Uh-huh. Uh, but this year we weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it, and we were able to do it, uh, and we couldn't believe it. You know, it was like a miracle, yes, to be on vacation in, in Mexico in the middle of the, of, of everything that we are going through. The other miracle is that Mexico allowed me to do a training for more than 230 people. So I just came back from Mexico from doing that. And now we are going to do Miami. Um, uh, but, you know, they are smaller. I'm going to do two weekends because uh, they only allow us 70 people in the room. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I've been doing some online trainings that I've been offering. I'm, I'm offering a, actually a Finding Your Purpose uh, webinar. It's a four-part webinar that uh, the last class is a bonus class, actually, uh, this, Sunday, this coming Sunday. So I try to connect, to help people to connect, to find the, to have the tools and also to find their own thing because, you know, everything is inside of us. So it's only helping them to find it. Yes, or connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so right now, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, I never planned, and, and now even less, yes, because you don't even know what is going to happen tomorrow. So that's a little bit of what's happening. I always do lives, uh, Facebook and Instagram. In Instagram, it's uh, Mabel Katz, my name, and in Facebook is Mabel Katz fan page. So I'm always, again, supporting people, uh, you know, with my lives, with my videos, with content, yes, to to empower people. The thing is this, um, the common denominator, I feel, David, my mission is to wake up people. It's not to convince uh-huh. them to do Ho'oponopono. It's to do something, you know, like uh, Diana was saying, you know, to what resonates with you. Yes, just to what resonates mm-hmm. with you. Um, but could be Ho'oponopono, could be something else, but just do something, wake up. <laughs> yes. So for <laughs> me, that's my mission. Yes. Yeah. To, for, for me, is to wake up people. And the most important is that the common denominator when I do my events, when I'm signing books or whatever, is that people s- says you changed my life. You know, and that's mm-hmm. the fuel. That's fuel for me, yes, to keep going. Because sometimes you, you said it doesn't make sense what I'm doing. You know, or I talk about <laughs> weird things. You know, uh, but when people say you change my life, that's what keeps me going. Well, by the way, my new book, Zero Frequency, and um, you can go to zerofrequency dot com forward slash um, book. And when you buy it in Amazon, uh, you come back to this page, zerofrequency.com uh, forward slash book, and you get $100 in digital uh, bonuses. One is uh, my very, very uh, first zero frequency training. Ijaliakala uh, uh, also uh, came and presented with me. That was in Marina Region in Los Angeles, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And um, and so that is on audio. And then a, a wonderful training we did in Los Angeles with Don Miguel Ruiz and DC Cordova, Gary Quinn, Gabriel Nosovich, and that is on video. And so you okay. get that for free. So you help me. Wonderful. I actually made it to number one best-selling Amazon, but we want to keep showing Amazon that you know that people like this stuff too. Congratulations. Thank you.